Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, a new weekly show that we're putting out every single Wednesday talking about trending news, trending topics, and things that are going on in the world that relates to our community from our perspective. Um, so excited about today's episode because if you tapped into last week's episode we said hey we're gonna have a guest on today and we have a, a phenomenal guest on and before we introduce him um you know some of the things we're gonna be talking about today is tech right and most importantly if you're someone that wants to jump start your career if you're someone that's looking to make a transition or a change in your career this might be the industry that you want to look at um and so we're gonna dive deeper into you know how you can break into tech and some of the different ways that um you can get deeper into this industry and with that being said before we introduce our guest jeremiah bo how you doing today oh, i'm doing good man i'm super excited about um today's issue i mean episode uh because we got man so yeah i'm good yeah yeah love it love it so a little bit about our guest today He's a tech leader, entrepreneur, and business advisor. And when we're talking about tech, he's worked with some of the biggest companies out there from Google, Apple, and Beats as well. And as an entrepreneur, our guest owns a real estate company, and he is also co-founder of the Closers app, which we'll definitely get more into. But to me, above all, all those accomplishments and you know the entrepreneurship and stuff and whatnot um you know he's a quality human a great guy a great friend and you know welcome to the podcast our brother carlos bro how you doing today doing well appreciate you guys having me on excited to kick off this uh, elevated conversation and share some gems with the community Absolutely. High level conversation. We appreciate you hopping on once again, bro. And I mean, let's let's jump right into it. We like, we like to jump right into it on these conversations. You know, the conversation we love to have today is, you know, how can people break into tech? Right. We hear it all the time. We hear that these are good paying jobs. They got great benefits. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably the future of where a lot of jobs are going. But from our perspective in our community, we may not even know how to get in there, right? When we think of tech, we think of other cultures. We think of like white men, Asian men. We think of maybe um, these super specific skill sets that we may not have. Like we, we just don't know too much about it. So with that being said, we would love to know your story and journey, your journey on how you got into tech. And, you know, we'll kind of walk through the process of how, you know, one of these listeners can, can jumpstart their career as well. Now, I appreciate that, Chris, and excited to share my story because there just isn't a lot of us in tech. I think when you look at black and brown communities, uh, they have been um, the ones that have struggled the most getting into, into tech. And it's definitely part of my journey. You know, after I graduated college, I struggled getting into the job market, the economy was in a recession and I had to do, you know, bartending and side gigs just to make ends meet. Trying to really forge my way into tech, I realized that I needed a, a network and a community. So I started to network myself. 
you know, I partnered with my alumni association after I graduated and I was able to schedule like meetups and events with, with that community. Over time, I started to really understand what I was good at, what I was passionate about. And so I was able to arrange a large networking event with the president of my university. And that opened up doors for, um, for me to meet people and get connected. Uh, from there, I took that into an entry-level marketing contractor role. That, that's where I learned the game. You know, I was given an opportunity from networking into tech. And I knew from there I was destined to be in this in this industry. So mm. um, I just learned the game and started from there politicking and, and networking mm. further to open more doors. Um, so I really for me out there, you know, for those out there that are looking to get into tech, it's about building a network, establishing a community, and from there leveraging um, that as a way to grow and evolve into what your you know end aspirations are. No, I love that because on a recent episode we spoke about you know the importance of networking and how to network and whatnot, and you just brought up something pretty critical. You said you were pretty much putting yourself out there and um, going to networking events, creating these networking events, and I can only imagine how uncomfortable that was for you, but. Um, the relationships you built were probably extremely valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely built those relationships and forged them into new relationships. Um, from there, I was able to, uh, while networking at a conference, I met someone who was at HTC. They were launching smartphones, smart accessories to the telco space. So I took that experience from, from Google and contractor work into a full-time role as a national account manager. That's where I learned go-to-market strategies. I reinforced the tech that was at that time being mass mass adopted um, and understood what it took to build kind of those core pillars into being a tech leader um, and establishing that as a way to um, really establish my presence and my career, but knowing that I wanted more. So one opportunity mm -hmm. next to the led to the next and really throughout my entire career networking has been how i have continuous continuously grown and evolved throughout my career a hundred percent i love that and man talk to us like again when we when we think of tech and we think of these different roles we're thinking i'm pretty sure we're thinking of coding we're thinking of like these super specific roles like yo I, i've never done any type of coding uh, walk us through a couple different type of roles that people can, um, I guess, learn some, some skills that you can learn to get into tech, right? Uh, again, a lot of people may think tech is just strictly coding or strictly tech sales, but there's actually a lot more to it. Walk us through some different areas and different roles that people can jump into. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of exciting opportunities in tech. You know, if you're passionate about innovation, problem solving, or just cutting edge tech, um, getting started can be invigorating and a rewarding journey. But I would say that there's really two paths you could take in this. There's the technical side and you could learn core skill sets, you know, relevant skills that help you forge your way into the industry. Or there's the business side whether it's sales, marketing, mm -hmm. operations, there's a few ways of identifying 
your skill sets and capabilities, your interest, and then how to build upon those two and strengthen and sharpen your sword to make your way in. Mm-hmm. To go a little deeper into that, if you're into tech and coding, learning some of those core um, platform you know, capabilities, whether it's learning how to code with Python, Ruby, uh, could be C++, um, those skill sets will help you learn how to build the infrastructure that is an application um, or learn more about the platforms in which that application sits on top of. Mm. As you build that, you'll learn how to, you know, get better at coding, how to get cleaner code. That's probably the most uh, important thing about these, you know, Fortune 2000 companies that are developing software is that they've got pristine code that they are bringing to market. Um, And so as you're learning to code, it's refining your code and understanding how to get better at that. Hmm. On the sales and marketing side, just to touch real real quickly on that, Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, understanding um, how to do business analysis, how to make presentations and proposals, how to really build um, your core skill sets on a, you know, soft skill and hard skill set so that when you're presenting ideas or you're collaborating with your peers that you're presenting, you know, you're bringing value to the table, but you're also understanding how to absorb and read the room and understand how to, you know, collaborate with these folks that are from different backgrounds and different, um, you know, subject matter expertise. And we're all coming together on one goal uh, and one objective. So, yeah. I'd say both are important, right? Building up yeah. your soft skills and and your technical skills, and and you know, I'd say that it's critical to you know to follow Warren uh, Warren Buffett's um, famous quote: "The more you learn, the more you earn." Mm. Got that right. Uh, I right, feel free to jump in here if you got a question. But yeah, I love that you broke that down because like it can be very intimidating for people. They think coding, they think they got to be a, a UX designer, but you can use your current skills. You can leverage your current skills in which you have been doing for years to break into tech, right? So um, I guess the other question that I had is what about different certifications, right? Um, and Jeremiah, I'll let you jump in after. I'm curious about like different ger- uh, certifications. So you know, sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram, you hear these different influencers talking about easier ways to get into tech. And they're like, hey, you need to have these certs to, to get in there. Is that is that necessarily true? Does everybody have to have certification? Or is that only if for certain roles? Now, that's a great question. I think certifications and education is important. Um, you know, if you look at Google purchase Coursera as a way to make it more, you know, uh, getting a job at Google more accessible, right? That was one of the strategic values that they saw in that online platform. So you can go through Coursera and take free courses to get certified in, you know, Google's cloud or some of their other product, um, you know, features and capabilities so that once you complete that certification, you can then work with a certified Google partner or identify ways of building your own platform or, or software 
or work your way into working at Google. So um, to really kind of hone in on what you're asking, absolutely. Certification is important. Um, there's boot camps and other ways of uh, getting these skill sets and acquiring this knowledge. And a lot of them also have, you know, job placement, um, you know, kind of uh, stats that they leverage as a way to show you that not only do you invest in yourself, but we'll invest in you by helping you get to where you're trying to go. Mm. Love that. Love that. Um, Jeremiah, do you have something? Um, I mean, for me, I was just the, the one thing that stood out to me was the fact of um, the of the the technical issue, the technical skills, along with the marketing skills, if you mix those two together. So you're talking about being from both sides, right? Like having both of those skill sets and being able to mix those two together. Um, I think somebody that really highlights that very well is probably like a Zuckerberg or um, Elon or someone like that, right? These are head of companies that are able to move in both spaces. So you're not just kind of pigeonholed into one direction, but you actually can do both. I think that's going to increase um, the viability, right? Increase increases your chances of being an asset at that company, wherever you go, right? Because then you're personable as well as you understand the mechanics. And when you can mix those two together, it just creates a great person for the tech company. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I'm curious from your perspective. So what are like some practical steps we can give the people out there if they if they want to break into tech, if this is the industry that they want to jump into. Great question. And, al and also not to cut you off, like why tech? I know we we kind of been, you know, talking about it and we talk about tech all the time on the podcast. But why why even break into this industry? Like what, what are some of the benefits and like what is like the future of tech and whatnot? Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, to answer uh, those in, in two parts. Why tech first? Mm -hmm. If you look at, um, this is pointing out a, a chart that Jeremiah shared um, on his social uh, social media page. Um, you look at this year alone, the top movers on the stock market are in tech. Mm. If you look at mm. the way that the stock market, the, the economy is going, um, it's hard to delineate the stock market from tech. And I think as our lives move forward, we're all going into this more digital world where before COVID, most people were reluctant to hop on a video conference or to do some of the digital uh, behaviors that they have today. And I think that that's going to accelerate because with AI and some of those other um, kind of emerging technologies that are coming, it will become more and more ubiquitous with our lives. So to say all that, I'd say that tech is continuous, continuing to have a presence in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, and for those that are looking to get into tech, I would encourage three things to pave your way into tech. First, you gotta identify your interests and goals. Mm. Can't just hop into something, you know, unknowing what you're trying to achieve or where you know, something might align with your personal interests, values, and so on. So I encourage everyone to research the different domains that are out there, um, evaluate your strengths and passion, mm -hmm. and identify areas that align with your interests and aspiration. 
whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're into health and wellness, sports, these, these things are all getting technology adopted into the, the day-to-day. And so you'll be able to find something that you're passionate about and then also identify the interest in tech to match that passion. Mm. From there, I would say acquire relevant skills. Mm. It's important to acquire transferable skills and you have to invest in yourself, whether it is getting that technical capability in that background or taking you know additional courses or classes around business to strengthen your knowledge and education around um, your business acumen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's critical to gain in-depth knowledge and credentials over time. So take it as you'll always be learning. You'll continue to learn. And the goal is to get 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. The last thing is build relationships. Strongly recommend networking. As I mentioned, a big key to my success has been working with people that I know and trust. It's critical to identify industry players, establish relationships, and learn how to collaborate. Those at the bottom compete, those at the top collaborate. So simply put, relationships matter. No, I was just going to say, bro, love that. Um, What are some of the ways that you are networking nowadays today? I know you mentioned before when you first got started you guys were kind of putting together networking events and whatnot but uh what are some of the ways you're networking now are you doing it through social um i see you're at a hotel i mean are you are you going to event you still going to events and whatnot like talk to us absolutely yeah i think it's it's a multi-pronged approach to networking um you know iron sharpens iron so i'm constantly looking at ways through social media linkedin other platforms to connect with like-minded individuals going to conferences that are industry specific conferences to meet industry players learn more about emerging tech within the technology space that i play in Um, and then also it's about going outside of your first and second sphere and looking at what people outside of your immediate network are doing what of what are they doing that could be relating to what you're doing and always looking to improve? So um, the last thing I'll say is the follow-up matters. Just like in sales, mm-hmm. you need a lead, you got to follow up. Networking, you always have to follow up. Make sure that you're you're creating a memorable experience beyond that initial engagement. And I think, you know, just knowing that it's 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 a 24 7 kind of game you always mm-hmm. have to meet people within your industry and mm-hmm. um, use that as as a way to um to build out your network a hundred percent and it's crazy because me you and jeremiah we all met online and for the longest time we never seen each other in person in fact you and i just met for the first time in person the other day but um i remember you reaching out and then jeremiah reached out as well so it just goes to shows that relationships can literally be built anywhere. You know, if you're intentional, if you're um, adding value, right? I mean, you can easily meet anybody on, on social media, but, you know, I specifically remember Jeremiah and Carlos were very intentional about reaching out like, yo, love what you're doing, you know, could help with this or like try this, you know, 
always adding some type of value. So it's just crazy to see that, you know, the three of us all met online and we pretty much talk on a weekly basis, all, all three of us, literally. 100%. And I think to, to your point, it's about being authentic. It's mm-hmm. about understanding that every relationship is a give and take. And if I'm not providing value, then I'm not serving my purpose. I, I, for, for us to evolve, I need to learn from you and you should be learning from me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what our, you know, our weekly dialogues are about, you know, we're constantly sharing value with each other and I won't lie. I mean, you know, having you two um, in my network has made me a better person, has made me more focused. Um, and I think that's what the overall purpose of networking should be. Mm, I love that. I hope so, because if I'm not doing that, then I'm just wasting your time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, love that. Uh, one other question I had, man, was, all right, so you kind of broke down why tech, different certifications, you know, different roles, how to break into tech. What excites you the most when it comes to tech? Like, is it something new? Uh, what is it? What excites you? Because every time we talk to you, man, you can just, your smile just lights up when you talk about tech. So talk to us, man. Like, what excites you? Is it something that's emerging? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of exciting things happening in tech. And for me, I'd say that, you know, the more and more I invest my time my resources into this i'm looking for some you know to get involved with things that are changing people's lives it's going to really create a better future for us so i'd say that some of the areas that i'm excited about and not necessarily uh involved in but i am contributing by either investing or uh amplifying information about is really around you know, looking at some of the tech that's being built around climate change. I love the, you know, where we're headed with electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles. I think that is really going to create value for not only us as consumers um, or as humans, but as consumers, right? When you look at supply chains, when you look at just the world that we live in and how quickly we are expecting things to, you know, come into our lives. I think autonomous vehicles are going to address a lot of, of the pain points we have with traffic and uh, pollution and things like that. I also think that AI is going to drive a lot of enhancements into our, our lives. Um, you know, we will become more efficient leveraging these tools, especially as, as entrepreneurs, being able to leverage these tools to create more uh, effective engagements, uh, effective services. Um, so there's a, there's a few others that uh, other mm-hmm. pieces of technology that I'll save for for another podcast. But <laughs> I'd say those two are, are right up there with what I'm excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about AI, man. Like, what? How are you using it? Um, where do you see AI going? Like I said, we we. We talk about it on this podcast. The last thing we want to do is fear monger, you know, AI taking everybody's jobs and these robots going around and destroying the city and whatnot. But 
where do you see AI going and how do you use, utilize it in your you know, career or your everyday life? Absolutely. I mean, it touches me daily, if not weekly. I would say mm -hmm. I'm using it for a few aspects, whether it is content creation, mm -hmm. you know, at, on the closers app, we like to highlight business media and uh, information about um, what's happening in the market. Um, on top of that, I'm using it for kind of frameworking and writing. I use OpenAI a lot to build out the structure of maybe something that I want to communicate. Um, on lastly, I'll say that I'm using AI um, on a on a personal level um, to identify just how to improve my uh, my communication. I'm using Grammarly mm. that's going in and giving yeah. me statistics yeah. and reports on. How am I communicating? How am I being effective in my tone and my delivery? Um, so there's a lot of ways to leverage AI today to become more efficient and effective in your purpose. And as things evolve, we'll see creators and other industries leverage this as a way to create more effective content at a higher output. Mm -hmm. 100% love it. Um Jeremiah, do you have anything else on that? Any other questions, uh, Carlos? Anything else that the folks need to know before we transition a little bit? No, man, not at all. I think that Carlos obviously gave a very concise, and I mean, this is a this is a subject that could obviously take years and days, and you know, to cover. So he was super concise, but it gave practical mm -hmm. steps. No, I, I I appreciate you being here, man, and, and and giving the game that you did sure appreciate that 100 percent. and i mean speaking about ai uh let's let's transition a little bit and discuss an article that recently came out and aws which is amazon web services launches a hundred million dollar program to fund ai initiatives right so Amazon thing is like look they don't want to be left behind they want to avoid that and they are a very competitive uh, very competitive company and we're also in a very competitive AI race right so they're launching a new program to bolster customers and partners to focus on AI um, and again this program is called the AWS Generative AI Innovation Center again this program will put a hundred million dollars to connecting AWS affiliated affiliated data scientists strategists engineers and solution architects with customers and partners really to accelerate the innovation and access with ai um, again aws stands for amazon web services they're investing a lot of money into ai uh carlos man what, what are your thoughts about this break this down for us what does this mean in plain english no, this is a huge initiative on their end. If you look at, um, and Enrico can back some of this up as he's the, the number cruncher. Um, AWS is really their, their bet into the future. Hmm. They're looking at AWS as the next platform to really start to springboard other companies to sell onto their, um, their e-commerce platform, but also to leverage this 
these web services to springboard applications and other, uh, you know, other business uh, services that can come from it. If you look at AWS in 2022, they generated 80 billion in revenue and almost mm. 23 billion in operating profits. So this is the most successful business segment with Am within Amazon, and it's going to continue to grow. I'd also say that when you look at AWS as, as a service, the reason why they're looking to have these um, startups bring their AI tools to their platform, it's really because cloud computing is going to be the next, uh, what I would say, the next wave of computing that will be monetized. Hmm. If you think back on the days, um, carriers, right? Carriers would monetize text and talk. If you're an OG like me, you, you know, you couldn't have, you couldn't have your, your girl call you until like 9 PM because <laughs> some three minutes wouldn't hit. Right. 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 Um, and then they, then they started to monetize data. I think hmm. the future here is for telcos and AWS is that they're going to monetize compute. And that's where AWS comes into play. Um, we'll, we'll see that happen over time. And I think, um, you know, it's a trend that will continue to go because right now everyone's in a race to build the next platform. Mm. Um, I was going to say, so can you break down what this platform looks like? Like what, what specifically is it, right? Is it like a, an app store or what, what what does this look like right i think for the people out there they're probably so curious i'm so curious of like what exactly this looks like and what type of services it offers yeah absolutely yeah so i've i've been in a few roles where i've either partnered or interacted with aws um or amazon mm -hmm. in, in um in other aspects of its business but aws is going to be um really like a, a big computer on the back end that will mm -hmm. leverage the processing power at magnitudes more than we have in our phone today. And what can happen mm -hmm. is that that will then serve as um, the underlying infrastructure for applications and other services to sit on top of. So look at as your phone is the screen, what's happening in the servers and on, you know, on their compute is really driving uh, the application, the infrastructure and all of the, the core compute that then can process that information faster, uh, more efficient, and at a faster rate to get it to your device, whether that is mm. your phone, um, a tablet, it could be, you know, at some point just a screen. To bring it into some, I would say, more modern, uh, relatable terms, think about some of these gaming engines um you know these gaming platforms like a modern you know call of duty mm. when you're gaming with uh you know fortnite right all that is happening on the back end on a cloud server so it's mm. bringing all those endpoints onto Good one point. server and then having all that compute happen and then just processing each individual device as just a screen that's mirroring what's happening on on the cloud server Mm. No, so, that's a good point. Yeah, go ahead. My bad, bro. Go ahead. You good? Yeah, just saying that. Think about that and that capability, like a Fortnite, at scale. When you're thinking of UPS trucks that are doing deliveries 
and they need to not only communicate internally on routes and, you know, um, uh, what I would say, you know, some of the core uh, business data that they need at an instant, but also to the end user, right? The, the person that's receiving that package. Now it's telling you, hey, your package is 10 stops away. Mm. All that is happening on the cloud, on AWS, um, and providing that streamlined experience for the consumer. Man, very, very interesting. Do you think, I think I've recently seen an article that Amazon's looking to have their own phone carrier or create their own phone. Is this maybe tying in with that? I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yeah, I did see that article and I'd say that uh, a little separate from this because okay. um, they're trying to add more value to Prime members. So mm. by adding services and features, they can um, incentivize you to be a Prime member. And as part of that, now they're they're looking at ways of increasing membership, maintaining member loyalty. Uh, a lot of justification is going into why they would pull a move like that. But ultimately, it's to continue to drive value to their uh, their membership. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. And so I'm curious, how does you know with this this article that came out? In this whole AWS that's being produced, how does how does this affect our community? How can our community take advantage of this? You know, are there going to be some opportunities for us here? Uh, walk us through that. Absolutely, I think this is a huge opportunity for um, you know the community to get involved, whether um, on the business side or the technical side. If you're looking at it from a technical side. There is a deep learning.ai set of courses on Coursera. Mm. These uh, courses, they specialize uh, in a series of courses that delve into the theory and the application of deep learning. Um, it includes three uh, types of uh, AI courses that give you that technical background and architectural overview. You know, and I, I encourage that those that are looking to get into AI um, to do it now and start taking these courses, mm -hmm. absorb the architectural information around how these uh, neural networks operate and start to build your competency because there will be more to come and understanding the, the few that are with us today will help you understand how they all interoperate over the next few years. And you mentioned you've been mentioning Coursera. Is that uh, probably a, a monthly membership platform or is it a free platform where they have free um, courses on there? Great question. Yeah. So it is a, a subscription based platform. There are some free courses that they offer. But I think for those that are looking to kind of um, dip their toes into this and learn a little bit more, that's a good starting point. Then you can go into boot camps and other mm -hmm. uh, more vigorous ways of kind of delving into this um, full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think um, to answer your question, I think it's a good starting point and it is a subscription based platform with some free classes available. So I was just going to say, I mean, whether it's free or not, I mean, the, the price of whatever you're paying monthly is going to be worth it because you can only imagine how many people out there are not educating themselves about AI and tech and whatnot. So this is just going to allow you to separate yourself further 
from everybody else in the world, whether you use this to apply for a job or you lose, you use the skills with AI and whatnot and to create your own business, right? Because as much as it's kind of becoming a hype uh, to topic of a discussion and people are talking about it, majority of businesses still don't know how to use AI. So if you can leverage your knowledge and you can leverage AI to create your own business and create some type of, of freedom for yourself, um, and just continue to educate yourself. Why not do that? And then you keep doing that a little by little every single day of uh, five years to now when, you know, different platforms are fully integrated into our society, you'll be 10 steps ahead of everybody else. So, um, yeah, I mean, this may all sound very intimidating. We wanted to bring Carlos on here to kind of break it down. And we're definitely going to have a deeper discussion about tech and whatnot. But look, he gave you some very practical steps to learning more about uh, AI and tech and whatnot and how you can really take yourself to the next level with this information. Without a doubt. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm going to throw the, the ball one time to, to Rico on this. Um, yeah. Rico, you know, where you see uh, Amazon today, how they're investing in in their cloud infrastructure, um, you know, the long-term play on on AWS, what's your outlook on that? Uh, I mean, honestly, if I look at it, you got to look at what they've been able to do over the past year, right? Actually, like the past six months. I mean, rose revenue, basically 17 percent. You were saying uh, 21.22 billion that they made. And then uh, first quarter numbers were extremely strong. Um, so and then they're looking to op obviously implement this platform. If it were me, I'm going to hold long term. Um, they're a part of the fame group that you probably want to hold long term, right? Um, I'm not trying to sell anytime soon. This is just one of the, this is one of the stocks that you're going to invest money in. And what you do is obviously we talk about finances all the time, but you know whenever you get paid, you know 10 to 15 percent going towards your investments. Probably five percent out of my 10 or 15 is going towards uh, probably 10. Honestly, is going toward tech. Five is is commodity. So out of that ten, you can determine where you're at with with Amazon uh, Web Services with AWS. But you know, amongst others that we talk about, but but yeah, I'm definitely going to hold long term because it's nothing. Gonna, it's just going to keep going up. Love that. Yep, yep. Uh, with that being said, Carlos Rico, anything else before we head out of here? A phenomenal conversation. Great information. Is there anything else that you guys want to end on? Um, Carlos, feel free. The floor is yours, bro, if you got anything. No, I would just say for those that are interested um, in learning more, um, you know, in getting into tech, you know, just reach out. Um, mm -hmm. Carlitos underscore Bay Instagram um, at Closers app. Reach out to us. Um, we're looking for devs on the Closers app. So if, if you got some skill sets and you want to come come build some stuff, holla at us. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for dropping your information podcast. And look, we're going to get a full-on interview with Carlos. He's only a couple hours away from me, so we're going to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and follow and reach out to Carlos uh, if needed. And you guys already know where you can find us at Latin Wealth on Instagram. With that being said, make sure you guys share this episode with a couple other people that needs to hear this information and Trust me, there's at least five people in your contact that you can share this information with that this can help them. Uh, with that being said, it's the Latin Wealth family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.